Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, as we come on the air, the relentless and unforgiving storms that are hitting the West Coast with the ominous news that there is more severe weather coming later this week. Plus, what CBS News is learning tonight about those Biden documents that some were marked highly classified. Tonight, catastrophic flooding hits the West Coast. Look at this large sinkhole that swallowed two cars. Tonight, the rescue of a mother and daughter. CBS's Carter Evans is in Northern California. The Biden documents CBS News first reporting tonight that House Republicans have launched an investigation and the news that some of them are among some of the nation's most closely guarded secrets. New York nurses on strike. Patients, including NICU babies, transferred to different hospitals as America's healthcare workers demand more pay and more help. Attention parents, have you heard about the new website that does your kids' homework for them? Well, tonight we'll tell you about the new artificial intelligence taking the internet and the classroom by storm. The latest on the Mega Millions $1.1 billion jackpot. And tonight, play for Patrick, the Minnesota family helping young athletes after the loss of their own son. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Tonight there is new fallout from what CBS News first reported about those Biden documents. House Republicans have just launched an investigation. We've got more on that in just a moment. Plus this just coming in. Look at this video. Smoke pouring out of the wing of this Delta flight. We've got more on that in just a moment. But first, more deadly storms have slammed the California coast with torrential rains and thunderstorms causing massive flooding, landslides and 
widespread power outages. At least 25 million residents are under flood advisories, while more than 145,000 still without power. And as the rains move inland, yet another major storm system will move in right behind it. The governor of California just announced 17 people have died. We have team coverage of this deadly storm, and CBS's Carter Evans will start us off from hard-hit Santa Cruz County. Good evening, Carter. Good evening, Nora. The water in this neighborhood is finally starting to recede, only a couple of inches right here. But to give you some context, the amount of rainfall we've received and what's in the forecast, well, it's enough to cover the entire state of California with 15 inches of water. The procession of storms is relentless and unforgiving, flooding homes and roads with each new torrential downpour. In Los Angeles, a massive cleanup is underway. Overnight, up to eight inches of rain triggered landslides, leaving behind a pile of mud in Valley neighborhoods. We're asking residents of Los Angeles and all of California to stay off the roadways as much as possible. A large sinkhole created by the rainfall swallowed two cars. A mother and daughter had to be rescued. Even train commuters had to navigate floodwaters inside Union Station. In Northern California, this is what a stretch of the busy 101 freeway near San Francisco looked like. Meanwhile, a rising Sacramento River heightened concerns as crews patrol levees around the clock looking for any signs of trouble. The record weather is also wreaking havoc on the Central Coast. CBS's Elise Preston is near Montecito tonight where evacuation orders have been lifted. The heavy rains have eased for now, but the hillsides are so saturated, this is the result. One of several rock slides and mudslides, along with flooding, that forced many here in Santa Barbara to stay in shelters. The hills above Santa Barbara recorded 12 to 15 inches of rain, prompting evacuations and rescues overnight. It will take some time to clean up messes like this one. Some forecasters are predicting as much as 22 trillion gallons of water will fall on drought-stricken California when these storms are finally over. That's more than enough water to fill two major reservoirs, Lake Powell and Lake Mead. Can't we just save a fraction of that? Uh, that is the hope, but it's a lot more complicated, unfortunately. Most of the water isn't captured. It's lost to runoff that goes into the ocean. The challenge there is getting the water from outfalls like this one um, or rivers and, and into the groundwater, and we just don't quite have the infrastructure for that. And with all the sewage, bacteria, and debris in the storm runoff, the water would also have to be treated before it could be used. And in this case, Nora, it's just too much too fast. Carter Evans, thank you so much. And there is no relief in sight for California. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. As Carter was mentioning, heavy rain, monumental rain in the forecast over the next six days and beyond. Northern California, the target. A foot of rain still on the way, but some of that heavy rain will migrate down towards Southern California going into the weekend. Short-term thunderstorms even in our forecast here from San Jose down to San Diego. Winds could gust 60 miles an hour. Increased power outages overnight tonight could be a factor. Over the next three days, now through Friday, we think that Northern California is the primary focus of the heavy rain, but eventually going into the weekend, a lot of that rain will force its way down into Southern California. As we know, Nor, some of these areas around Santa Barbara down to LA, very susceptible to flash flooding and mudslides because of recent wildfire burn scars. Mike, thanks so much. Here in Washington, we've got some new reporting tonight on those Biden documents. Today, we learned some were marked 
highly classified. Republican lawmakers are now demanding answers after CBS News first reported that roughly 10 documents with classification markings were found at an office that Biden once used. The Justice Department has launched a review. And here's CBS's Adriana Diaz with the new reporting. In Mexico City today, President Biden ignored questions about his management of classified materials. This comes one day after CBS News was first to report that roughly 10 documents marked classified from his time as vice president were discovered on November 2nd. They were inside this building, 10 blocks from the White House, where Biden had an office after his vice presidency. A source tells CBS News the documents, which were found inside a box in a locked closet, had multiple levels of classification and included highly classified material. Today, the Republican-led House Oversight Committee announced it's launching an investigation and asked the White House for all documents retrieved from President Biden's personal office and a list of who had access to that office. Those classified documents were known before the election and was intentionally concealed to the Americans. I think that's wrong. The inquiry is drawing comparisons to the investigation into former President Trump's handling of classified documents. In that case, more than 300 were recovered from Mar-a-Lago last year after Trump resisted multiple requests to turn them over. CBS's Robert Costa spoke to former Vice President Mike Pence. When the American people see President Biden receiving one form of treatment with the discovery of classified documents that were retained after he left the office of the vice president, and they see President Trump treated in an entirely different way. Again, the handling of classified materials is a very serious issue for our nation, and we ought to take it seriously. But there ought to be equal treatment under the law. A source tells CBS News that the Justice Department's review, led by U.S. Attorney John Lausch, a Trump appointee, is largely done, but there are still inquiries about whether any classified documents might be at other locations. Today, former President Trump questioned why didn't the Justice Department announce the highly classified documents found in the Biden office before the election. Democrats pushed back against any wrongdoing by Mr. Biden. So the discovery of President Biden's classified documents been disclosed before the midterms? What President Biden did was disclose this to the archives, let law enforcement know that is exactly the way that you should handle this. Republicans have also asked the director of national intelligence for a damage assessment to see if any national security secrets were exposed. The incoming chairman of the House Intelligence Committee said Biden could be in violation of the Presidential Records Act and the Espionage Act. Nora. Adriana Diaz with all that new reporting. Thank you so much. Well, back here in Washington, a rare sign of bipartisanship in Congress. Today, Republicans and Democrats voted to create a committee focused on competing with China. Newly elected House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said the era of trusting communist China is over. Lawmakers voted 365 to 65 in favor to investigate the military, economic and technological threats posed by China. And this just in, we learned today that Ukrainian troops are being brought to the U.S. to train on the Patriot missile system before it's used to shoot down incoming Russian missiles in Ukraine. The training of about 100 Ukrainian soldiers will begin as early as next week at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. About 90 troops are needed to maintain and operate the highly advanced 
air defense system. Back here at home, it's day two of a New York City nurses strike, and it is showing no signs of coming to an end anytime soon. CBS's Meg Oliver reports the main sticking point remains safe staffing levels. Bundled up in the icy cold, nurses at New York City's Mount Sinai Hospital are not backing down. We want more staff there. No one's happy, no one's staying. People don't like coming to work here because of the conditions. Thousands of nurses here and at Montefiore Hospital were offered a 19% pay raise, but they still want the hospital to hire more staff. The strike forced Mount Sinai to transfer hundreds of patients like these NICU babies to nearby hospitals. The strike comes during a historic staffing shortage nationwide of nearly 250,000 registered nurses. In places like Florida, they need 24,000 RNs. In New York, about 13,000. And in California, that number jumps to 65,000. Fran Cartwright is the chief nursing officer at Mount Sinai Hospital. Our OR is open, but that is open always only also for urgent. So we're not providing the community with, uh, with the care that we promised them. But union president Nancy Hagan says the concern over working conditions and patient care remains. How do you defend a strike from a moral standpoint when the country is suffering from a, a historic nursing shortage? We are asking for better patient care. We are sounding the alarm. We cannot continue to work in these dangerous situations. Nurses here at Mount Sinai say they have too many patients to take care of, which could compromise care. Meantime, the hospital says they're spending millions of dollars to hire travel nurses during the strike. And tonight, negotiations have stopped. Both sides are telling me they're waiting for the other to call them back to the table. Nora. Wow, this is such a big story. Meg Oliver, thank you so much. And now we've got some breaking news just coming in from Orange County, California. A cross-country Delta Airlines flight from John Wayne Airport to Atlanta was forced to abort takeoff at the last second. Look at this. When the flames shot out of an engine, the pilot returned to the gate with this thick smoke billowing from the plane's wing. Delta Airlines says it was an apparent engine maintenance issue. There were 164 passengers on the plane, but no one was hurt. Let's turn now to a growing problem facing high schools and universities around the world, an artificial intelligence software called ChatGPT. While the software has been a hit with investors, with Microsoft reportedly planning to invest $10 billion, students are using it to cheat on tests and even write essays. CBS's Nikki Batiste shows us how it works and what parents should know. This was unlike anything I had dealt with before. Darren Hick, an assistant professor of philosophy at Furman University in South Carolina, recently caught a student using ChatGPT to plagiarize a written assignment. This was a very well-written essay, but the things that they said were just thoroughly wrong. He ran the student's essay through a detection program to see if the paper was written by a human. I was now 99 point whatever percent confident that this was written by AI. And uh, luckily for my purposes, the student copped to it. They admitted that they'd used ChatGPT. New York City's Department of Education recently banned ChatGPT, citing the safety and accuracy of content. OpenAI, the creators of ChatGPT, say the program should not be used for misleading purposes, and they're developing ways to identify text generated by its system. What makes ChatGPT different than other AI systems is its ability to learn and respond to unique conversations. 
I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write me a 300-word essay on the impact of technology's evolution on society. In less than a minute, I had my 300-word essay written entirely by artificial intelligence. Princeton student Edward Tien is also working on a program to outsmart the artificial intelligence. What are your tips for parents who want to make sure their children are doing their own homework? Students should try out these new technologies because it also benefits them to learn what's out there. But at the same time, education is something we take into our own hands and we learn the most by actually doing things ourselves. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. Well, the fifth largest lottery jackpot in the U.S. history is up for grabs tonight. The Mega Millions grand prize has grown to more than $1 billion, with the cash option payout topping $568 million before taxes. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports there are plenty of people looking to cash in. So y'all want three separate tickets? At gas stations and convenience stores across the country, $2 gets you a chance at generational wealth. The Mega Millions jackpot has topped $1.1 billion with a B. Crystal Miller has never bought a ticket, but she's already dreaming big. If you treated yourself, what would you do? I'm going to do so much. I'm going to be in Jamaica first to plan out everything in Jamaica. So you're going you're gonna to plan what you're going to do in Jamaica? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a good start. <laughs> Tuesday night's jackpot is the third largest in Mega Millions history. A couple of things you could afford, your own private island in Florida or this $250 million penthouse in New York City. But your odds of winning, a staggering one in 302 million. But that's not stopping Stephen Simmons, a weekly lotto player. You go to different stores. Different stores, that's what I do. How come? Yeah. Because I figured, time of luck, spit around. <laughs> you never know, you know? Yeah. Have you, have... Just to give you an idea on the odds, you're almost 20,000 times more likely to be struck by lightning than you are to win the jackpot. But if nobody wins tonight's drawing and you're still feeling lucky, Nora, the next drawing is on Friday the 13th. Omar, I was just thinking I should use that artificial intelligence chat GPT to find out which numbers I should play. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, Omar, thank you so much. Well, tonight there are new calls for a congressional investigation into Republican George Santos's personal finances and his campaign. Those details next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This podcast is supported by FedEx. 
FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. The other story making headlines this Tuesday night involves embattled Republican Congressman George Santos of Long Island. Today, two fellow New York congressmen hand-delivered a six-page ethics complaint to Santos's office. They are asking that the Ethics Committee investigate the Republican for allegedly failing to file timely, accurate, and complete financial disclosure reports. Santos says he didn't do anything unethical, but he has admitted to lying about his background while running for office. Tonight, Prince Harry is responding to criticism he's received for claiming he killed dozens of Taliban soldiers. That's next. Prince Harry's new memoir, Spare, was officially released today. In a new interview, Prince Harry responds to criticism he's received for writing in his book that he killed 25 Taliban fighters while serving in the British Army in Afghanistan. Some have accused the prince of bragging, but Harry tells Stephen Colbert that's not true. I made a choice to share it because having spent nearly two decades working with veterans all around the world, I think the most important thing is to be honest and be able to give space to others to be able to share their experiences without any shame. And my whole goal and my attempt with sharing that detail is to reduce the number of suicides. Well, Prince Harry's interview with Stephen Colbert airs tonight on The Late Show right here on CBS. We'll be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The collapse of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin has put renewed attention on keeping young athletes safe. Alan Henry from our CBS station WCCO tells us how a Minnesota family turned their own tragedy into helping others. For the parents of athletes, the unthinkable question, could what happened to DeMar Hamlin happen to their child too? Mike Schoonover's 14-year-old son Patrick collapsed during a hockey game in 2014. He actually scored the game's first goal. And uh, a few moments later, he was uh, 
carrying the puck and got checked and suffered sudden cardiac arrest on the ice and passed away. His family wanted to make sure no other children suffered the same fate. Patrick had undetected heart defects, so they started a foundation which offers heart screenings to young people. Bailey McCudden's screening in 2018 may have saved her life. She texts me from across the room and she says, Mom, my sheet says abnormal on the top. My sheet looks different than the girl next to me. So Play for Patrick, we're just really grateful for it because we could have never known and something bad could have happened. They've screened thousands of kids, finding more than 260 with electrical or structural heart defects. If we find one, then we did our job, you know, we're, but we're finding many. You know, today's screen, we've, we've already had two significant finds of, of some heart defects. More families grateful from the bottom of their hearts. Alan Henry, CBS News, Apple Valley, Minnesota. And it is such important work that they are doing. And with this renewed spotlight on protecting kids who play sports, we wanted to find out what parents can do. And we went to learn how to use an AED. We'll have that story for you tomorrow. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.